Video Game Pulse. Episode 331. I am Millennium X17. And I'm Dakota Keto. Unsupervised? Unsupervised. We're doing it dangerous this well, week, but I should say partially ha- partially supervised. Kaz is in the chat. Uh, she is listening, she is in the chat, she's just not speaking for this episode. Yes. I I've been told not feeling well. Not feeling well, yeah. no. That sucks. Mm, it's Kaz. Mm. <laughs> I mean to be fair. Yes. But to be fair though, even at this level of half supervision, it's still dangerous. It is still dangerous. Very much so. Uh, side notes, what do we got? Absolutely nothing, as far as I know. Whole lot of nothing? Whole lot of nothing. Uh, I was going to mention this thing during, um, the end of the show, but I want to get something out of the way first thing, uh, before, uh, I forget it, and, or people that would care to hear about this don't listen to the end of the show might not hear this one but yeah uh first and foremost we were on uh cross pulse on two days ago on tuesday this week yes that was, was our fun. second appointment it was it was awesome it was a lot of fun yeah um something we made we kept going through a lot of points and we you ramble as always always we do we definitely do that uh i we made i made a point in the middle of that show and then we moved on and then after the fact i was kind of the whole all of last night i was just like i should have clarified one extra thing with that it's just it was bugging me though. It was about um, I forget the creator's name, but it's the guy who made who uh, the creator behind uh, Sarada Zanmai and uh, Yurikuma Rashi also did uh, Revolutionary Girl Uetna and a couple other shows. He's known for his more crazy and wild and stuff. And I accused the show of like he's just making shit up. Was uh-huh. the thing I was getting at. After the fact, I'm thinking, well, I didn't establish my and I think you understood this, but I just wanted to make clarify to make damn well sure that everyone knows this is that I'm perfectly fine with people enjoying the show. Yeah, uh, it just it doesn't hurt my feelings either which way. If if that's your favorite show, great. It doesn't mm-hmm. that doesn't it's not a problem. I just oh, yeah. I wanted to want to at least clarify that part. Uh-huh. So I'm like, eh, I don't know if people are getting the right in, in, impression of what I said at yeah, that point. Yeah. I, I still think it's making shit up. The thing that I have the problem with is all the some some YouTubers and other people that go through the mental gymnastics to try to convince themselves and others that it's somehow a deep and meaningful show. Right. <laughs> it's that that's where my problem is, is that it's not deep and meaningful. It's he's making shit up. I've never seen it, and so I have no opinion. <laughs> I saw it, I made it through an episode of half of Yurikuma Arashi where I'm like, this is just nonsense and moved well, on. Well, if you only made it that far, I guarantee I would barely make it five minutes because <laughs> I always drop things faster than you do. Yeah, yes. So <laughs> it just it's there's a certain level where you've gone beyond six degrees of separation and you're no longer connecting story plot points together. And it's just random shit for the sake of random shit. And I'm like, if that's, if you enjoy it, if you think it's fun, great. I'm perfectly okay with it existing. I don't have a problem with someone saying that's their favorite show. It's perfectly fine where I'm like, eh, 
stop yourself before you hurt yourself is these people that try to do mental gymnastics to make it to convince themselves and others that it's somehow deep and meaningful and uh, a masterpiece in storytelling. It's not. <laughs> it's really not. You, you, there, it, the more experimental you get, the harder it is to make that argument. Mm. But it's just I want to at least clarify that point before. Uh, and if anyone got the wrong impression from that, just I got you. One I got thing you. there. That was the thing I was saying all day last yesterday, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I should have at least clarified that much. Mm-hmm. But at least I got that one done. So there's that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the cross pulse was fun. It was great. We did. Uh, we talked about a lot of stuff. We did. It was a lot of fun. Mm. And outside that, for side notes, I don't think there's really much of anything. Yeah, I don't think so. There's uh. Uh, summertime. It's you know, summertime is kicking in. It's getting mm. warmer, so it's and now be... we're uh, two weeks out from E three though, so that should hopefully yeah, te- have something. Yeah, technically it's less than that. It's like a week and a half at this week point. And a half, time. It's yeah. a week this Monday. Mm-hmm. So that's actually shocking that it snuck up on us somehow. Yeah, when I uh, go into work tomorrow, there should be the new schedule posted up, and just watch. All of a sudden, I'll be scheduled for like Monday, Tuesday that week. <laughs> Yeah. It's like Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and I'll just be there like, uh, excuse me, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep, that'll be, uh, no, it'll be Sunday, um, Monday, Thursday is what it'll be your schedule. Right. Because <laughs> those are the three days that you're going to need. Yeah. So prepare yourself. Mm. You're going to miss out. You're going to have to, at least Sunday in, uh, Sunday you can watch the conferences later when you get home. Yeah. But, uh, Monday in, um. That Thursday are the shows, which we've still yet to establish when we're going to be doing that Monday press conference shows. Uh, I have to look at what time Ubisoft is going on on that Monday. And yeah. we might we may even slot ourselves in uh, when that's going on and just mm. do our show and then post it and not have to worry about rushing before or after. Yeah, we could do that. We'll have to look at the schedule. I, I, I really have calls. to sit down and think about that one. So that way we can at least, uh, you know, do our thing because we're mostly going to be talking about the stuff that's come out on that prior Sunday, which is going to be Microsoft, Bethesda, and Devolver Digital, whatever uh, <laughs> Nina Strauss pulls out. Oh, God, I can't wait. That's going to be so funny. It's going to be special. One 15-minute dev- episode a year. <laughs> yes. The highlight of the year. It actually is. That's the sad part. Yeah, I uh, I don't think there's much else for really for side notes. So we might as well just get to, oh, you know, the only thing I'll say about news before we get there is uh, there isn't any. Pretty much, yeah. is kind of a good thing. There, Considering that we're a week out from A3, you know, yeah. A and a half, yeah, it's the, <laughs> it's the best year for leaks. There are here, a couple here and there. There's, a, there's a, like a rumored leak about Ubisoft is coming out with their own little, like, Ubisoft Pass or whatever they're going to call. There's, I heard right. a rumor about that. There's a couple other murmurings. Um, there was a murmuring that we actually talked about on, uh, we touched on on the cross pulse about uh, Super Mario Maker, and we're like, well, we don't usually report on rumors until yeah, they, you know, yeah. well, it, it's actually been since confirmed. Yeah, we'll have to talk about that because I'm still confused about that one. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. As a matter of fact, I think it's the second news tab. Uh, but th- more or less, it's like it's like there's a lot of you know this game's on sale and oh the five best you know RAM of 2019 is one thing I even <laughs> saw. I swear to you, I saw I saw an article. This is the five best RAM for 20. I'm like really you're scraping that far to the bottom of the barrel. To... I think they've gone through the barrel at that point. Oh yes, there is no barrel anymore. They're just burrowed straight through and are just going straight into the mud at that point. Mm, yes. Uh 
But what are you going to do? So, yeah, there's not much news. <laughs> they finally and killed the ninja janitors. They finally killed son. the ninja janitors. <laughs> or at the very least, they locked them down tight enough. Locked them in the supply closet. Mm. <laughs> Even though there's a couple of bits and bobs and there's still another week and a half to go. So you never know. You never know. Mm. We'll have to wait and see. Until then, we're going to head off to the news. Hey. It is now time for some news. Yes. A couple days ago, it was uh, teased that there was going to be a trailer for Death Stranding. Yep. And then it, it was it was de- teased for, uh, it was uh, today or yesterday? I forget when. Oh, no, it was yesterday. It was teased for yesterday, May 29th. And I'm like, why would you do that two weeks out? For-? And then I remembered, oh, yeah, Sony doesn't have a conference this year. <laughs> it's true. Right. They don't have to care at this point. They're just like, yep, there you go. So... It happened. The trailer came out for Death Stranding. Yep. Uh, it is coming to uh, PlayStation 4. Wait for it. The shocking thing that I was not prepared for, this November. Mm, yeah. November 8th, 2019. That one took me by surprise. It does, yeah. I was not expecting to see this until at least next yes. year. Uh, I mean, here's like, I just saw the trailer right before we came out to start the show recording. That's why I was actually a couple minutes late starting up the recording. Mm-hmm. And everything, because I was, it was like 6.50, and I'm like, oh, 10 minutes to short. Well, it's a trailer. I could squeeze it in. I start playing it. Eight minutes and 45 seconds. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, uh, okay. Wasn't expecting that. Way more in-depth than I was anticipating for a trailer. Mm. Way more complete of a game than I was ever expecting for it to be at this point. Yeah, that's actually really impressive. I am actually very impressed that they actually were able to pull this game together. It's a difference between, you know, certain developers that like to drag things out. And apparently Kojima, even though he's been previewing the game to death, has really been putting in the time Mm. back at the office. Because it does, at least from this trailer, look very complete. So I'm actually shocked. I was not expecting it this soon. I was expecting it at least for 2020, but this one's actually a shock for me. But, uh, yeah, the trailer itself, eight and a half minutes still really don't know what it's about something about how the united states is now fractured and we gotta you know the strands or we gotta bring people together and uh, there's there's these invisible aliens where you gotta hook up to a baby to see them but then there's also this other militant group that's killing people we don't know why it's it's there's a lot going on so what you're saying is it's kojima it's very kojima (laughs) there's even this section where some of these these like invisible ghost people like will grab you and pull you into dark sludge and next thing you know it's like World War One trench warfare with, with but with fighting like ghosts. It's right. it's very bizarre, <laughs> intriguing, very intriguing. It definitely has my attention more this, so than the previous yeah, stuff does. The, uh... You need to see this because it's. I'm like when I'm watching, I'm like, whoa, okay, because mm. it comes off way more as a uh, the like those World War One trench sections are way more action shootery. Yeah, uh, and then some of the other stuff where you're sneaking through fields and trying to get away from the other militants and. Uh, it, it, there's like there's a lot of games that it has a cross parallel to between like there's like a I, there's like a third person like battlefield kind of aspect from one end and then the other one it kind of looks like uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Really? For it, 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 maybe it's just that PlayStation aesthetic that almost a lot of the PlayStation games seem to have, but it, it you know it crosses over to a lot of different things. It's doing a lot of stuff. I'm interested now, though, where I wasn't before. So so what you're saying is it's going to be an experience. <laughs> it will be an experience. I don't know if it's going to. I'm not claiming that it'll make any sense because it probably won't. It'll be an experience. But though. we'll be crossing that bridge when we get there. Mm. Do you have any thoughts on this? I've heard bits and pieces about the trailer. I haven't seen it myself yet, though. So 
I'm very shocked that it's coming out this year. Though. Yeah, I, am I was too. not expecting that. Yeah, that was uh, that was not expected for me. I, like that's one of the things I didn't see the trailer until just before the show. But yesterday when it popped up on my Twitter feed, to November eighth, I'm like, what? <laughs> so my first opinion as of when I saw that yesterday was, wow. So they rushed it. But yeah, now the, seeing uh... this trailer, if the game is anything like this trailer, then okay, I'm impressed. If the game comes out and it's a rushed buggy mess. Then we're going to have to call Kojima on some bullshit because if people do it for Ubisoft, they damn well better do it for him as well. Exactly. If we're going to pull out a nice shiny trailer and then deliver a piece of garbage at the end of the line, ooh. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's that's the only caveat I'll put to that. Yeah. I don't think there's much else. Other than I'm interested to get your opinion on this trailer. I'll watch it after the show. We'll see what happens. You're not prepared. Oh, I'm sure. I'm never prepared for anything Kojima puts out. Let's be fair. And this is a game that Kojima has literally been given a blank check and said, go and do whatever you want. And it's like, exactly. okay then. <laughs> you never know. It might be the greatest thing ever made. It might be. We'll have to wait and see. Moving on, the rumor that uh, we, we, we talked about briefly on the Crosspulse earlier this week that we said we don't normally t- comment on rumors in, until it's more, because at that time it hadn't been really confirmed from any official sources. Mm-hmm. However, mm. stories change with time. Yes. Super Mario Maker 2 will not allow you to play together online with your friends. See, this one confuses me because I'll have to go back after the show and listen to the direct again. And see what their exact language was for the online features on the direct. What I, because I swear to God, they said you can play with friends. Well, here's the thing. They didn't specific. And I think this is a, a fault on Nintendo for not being more clear mm. with their wording in the moment. I think they meant when, when you can play with your friends, but they didn't elaborate that it's local wireless only. Yeah. Um, and not online, you know, multiplayer. Because was that what I think is happening is a lot of people were assuming that that was the case. To be fair, though, you should have gone with a it's a Nintendo angle, and yeah, their yeah. their online support is never really that robust. So I mean, to be honest, yeah. so I think it's more of a wording and interpretation things between yeah. Nintendo knew what they meant, and everyone else took it another way, which is things that happens to us all the time on this it's show, where true. where people questions like, why would you have this? Which is why I wanted to clarify the thing at the beginning of our yeah, show is yeah. that it's like we know what we're talking about. Other people have no idea what we'd be talking about. So I think it's the same situation with Nintendo. It is Is that they didn't differentiate that the the friends play was local only. And then the the online portion is uh, for ranked matchmaking. And uh, I don't know if it's only that or not. But the key, though, is that's the reason why they specifically say that they shouldn't allow friends to play online together. Is that the it may uh, allow for certain people to uh, take advantage of the matchmaking system with the ranked play in what way they did it fine for splatoon 2 again i don't know <laughs> this is just what i've been i've read into and, and so basically it's less splatoon and more like tetris where you just have to kind of hit the button at the same time and hope for the best because mm. we've done that with my friends for playing uh the newest version of tetris that's on the switch right now is that there's no way to reliably play with people but if you all line up and hit the join button at the same time there's a fair chance that you'll end up in the same game anyways yeah to be fair though how like i know a lot of people would but as far as we go how Uh often would we be playing online with friends i mean i would you would i would (laughs) so to me i have friends online uh i don't play multiplayer online all that terribly often only with friends i only play multiplayer online with friends which means you're probably not gonna be doing that with this 
apparently not, which is kind of sucks. I was really looking forward to that. Yeah. And again, I think ultimately at the end of the day, I think people there would still be a group of people that would be upset about it that would say so, but I think it would have been a lot uh, better on Nintendo's part if they had been had made that more clear. In the initial direct, yes. Yeah. Ida, is there anything else you need to say about that? Not really. All right. Moving on. You ready for another shocker? Oh, I heard about this. Developer Infinity Ward has announced that 2019's Call of Duty game will be called Call of Duty Modern Warfare. It's a reboot of the 2007 Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. Yep. Well, I would say that they're getting desperate at this point. Jim Sterling did a video on this that mm. I saw a few days ago. I um, I don't know how to feel about this because the last several Call of Duties have been really mediocre. Mm. So what's to make me think this is going to be any different? Fair. They can say they're going back to their roots and getting back to you know the original Call of Duty type of stuff. It doesn't mean it's actually going to work in practice. <laughs> I don't know. It's just it shocks to me that they're trying to reboot they're trying to touch back to a classic that everyone loves yeah yeah there, there's more of a chance of this going wrong than anything else but uh we'll have I to mean, wait and see yeah <laughs> i don't really think there's much else really to be said about this i haven't seen the trailer for this one yet but uh they have confirmed that characters will be returning certain characters like captain price will be back <laughs> our cat Safi would also like to say hi hi Saf. Um, yeah, I, I don't really know what else to, to say about this one, other than why would they announce it two weeks before E3? Like, there might be a trailer at, uh, on the Microsoft stage, or have they, they've been partnering with, uh, wait, no, actually, you know what? This is why they're announcing it two weeks ahead of time, because they've switched partnerships from Microsoft to Sony. And Sony doesn't have a conference. And Sony doesn't have a conference. Yep. So, that would be, that would actually make that sense. I answered my own question. Yep. <laughs> Asked and answered. Hmm. And I don't know if there's anything else to really be said about this. Nope. Other than... <coughs> I heard about it. Yeah. I shook my head. I moved on. <laughs> well, I'll, you know, give it a chance when it comes out, which is actually the shocking thing is that it's not coming out in November. It's coming out October. Where is it? Uh, 25th, I think is what they said. Where is the... Uh, I'm not seeing it on this article. I don't know. I believe they said it was October 25th, 2019 is when that's coming out, which is actually, I think that's the earliest a Call of Duty's ever been released, and you know, at least in the modern mm -hmm. cycle. Aha, there it is. I was right, October 25th. You know, again, when it comes out, judge it when it comes out. Yeah, that's all you can do with <laughs> Call of Duty at this point. It's not just Call of Duty. I think AAA games in general, you really have to wait till they come out to and see what they do. It's like what I've said to people, for those who are you know sk skeptical about uh <laughs> our cat Safi's right down next to me doing like 360s on the carpet she's just chasing her tail <laughs> it's making us laugh um Safi, you're so yeah funny. if you're skeptical about triple a games give it a day or two don't just buy it at launch you'll pre-order it and buy it at launch you know yeah. wait wait two days there will be copies yep. it's call of duty it's like after a day or two, you'll know whether or not, you know, the word will hit the street very thoroughly, mm. whether or not it's, you know, good or bad. Yep. Moving on. Microsoft is now uh, going to be increasing their support on PC gaming. Okay. Uh, they are now bringing the uh, Game Pass to PC uh, and adding more Xbox games to Steam. 
Interesting. Very much so. Uh, Phil Spencer said, uh, the uh, we believe the player should be at the center of their gaming experience and be able to harness the unique benefits of the devices they choose to play on. As the creators of Windows, we have a unique responsibility to ensure we're investing ex in experiences that benefit players everywhere while respecting the PC community's preferences for an open, highly customizable platform. Interesting. Yeah. He's been doing great things in Microsoft. Oh, yeah. Phil McCracken. Phil McCracken. <laughs> he's uh he's definitely moving uh, that company forward. I I love it. especially he's on the stage for E3. Oh yeah. And uh, oh, he's really great. Yeah, he's definitely turned around the Xbox One from the Don Matrick days. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's shocking to see how much forward they're going for. As far as the details as to when this becomes available, I don't think this article mentions specifically. Uh, I can't imagine it's going to be terribly long out, but it is a thing, mm. which is always good when they focus on PC as well. Oh, absolutely. Anything else from you? Not really. I think there will be, because this next article, I think, might be for you. Mm. Alrighty, so, Pokemon. A few days ago, when Nintendo had a press conference, I believe on the 28th. Which kind of surprised you? Which did surprise me. I didn't really hear anything about it up until the night before. All of a sudden, people were like, oh, get ready for the conference. I'm like, what conference? What? What's <laughs> happening? Huh? Yeah, it was less like a gamey conference and more of like a business strategy conference. But they still announced a few interesting things that they're working on. Uh, the two biggest things that came out of the show, one of which is good, the other is questionable. We'll get there in a minute. Uh, for the one that I definitely am super hyped about is a new service that's going to be launched, I believe, in early 2020 uh, called Pokemon Home. It's a service for the Nintendo Switch that is similar to Pokemon Bank. And in fact, links up with Pokemon Bank, where you can transfer Pokemon from Pokemon Bank, meaning from Gen 7 and backwards up to Gen 8, as well as linking with Pokemon Go, uh, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee, and Pokemon Sword and Shield. So you can kind of have a place to have all of your mons all nice and secure. Because that was a big concern when they first announced that uh, the next major Pokemon games were going to be on the Switch. Was that, is there going to be any way to transfer Pokemon up from older gens? Which is always a concern when they jump systems. But this is going to be a really nice, neat way to do everything, I feel like. So the idea is that you can transfer Pokemon from... Uh, Pokemon Bank from Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee and from Pokemon Go. And then you can transfer back and forth between Home and Sword and Shield. Uh, Sword and Shield the only ones who will be able to pull Pokemon back and forth from the systems. Uh, so if you put something from Bank into Home, you can no longer bring it back to Bank from there. Which is fair enough. So you can move everything up to the 8th generation and then you can put it on Sword and Shield and... You know, carry on your merry way, like, you know, my five boxes of shinies, which will absolutely be coming with me to the new generation, which will be awesome. Super excited for that. And, uh, yeah, I'm very, very pleased to hear about this, because that was a big, big question. Because that's always the thing, is that when they jump from new you know, an older system to a newer system, half the time there's no way to then transfer up from older games. So I'm very excited to hear about this. And then this. <laughs> and then there's this. And then there's this. Oh, Pokemon, stay weird. <laughs> are you uh, are you prepared? So, I believe from the same dev team that worked on 
uh, Pokemon Go as well as a couple of the like Pokemon handout accessories like the Pokeball Plus and the uh, whatever the fuck it was called from Gen 4, the little Pokewalker thing. Uh, a new device game service question mark is coming in the form of Pokemon Sleep. I'm not kidding. <laughs> it is a April first sm- was a couple of you know a month or so ago. It a was a half, month or so ago. ago. Mm. I think they're a little late on this one. I think they're a little late on this one. Uh, I don't know if it's a game or if it's something that connects to a phone or if it's something that connects to another game, but it's a small round disc that is painted to look like a Pokeball. That you supposedly put next to your pillow before you go to bed. And fuck knows what it does. But that's their next million dollar idea right there. I don't know about you, but if they put that next to my pillow, it would end up on the floor. That is exactly I what up. I said. I'm like, if I put this thing on my bed, it would be across the room within an hour. It's not <laughs> even a matter of, oh, I'm t- and throwing it. No, no. I'm, when I'm asleep. I flail. I do as well. I ter- I toss, turn, I change positions. I'm all over the place. Like anything that is on my bed hands up on the floor more often than not. But uh Yeah, unclear specifically what it does, unclear what it connects to, unclear what they were talking about, oh we're gonna make sleep entertaining as if it wasn't already. <laughs> um we'll we'll see what happens with it. It is a thing. It apparently exists. It apparently is not a joke. Nintendo no, no, stay this, weird. This is the next grand idea. Cause think, think of all the time you spend sleeping. Now, not only can you be sleeping, but you can be gaming at the same time. Yep. It's genius. I mean, <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> you know it. It's it's the it's gonna work. It's the greatest thing you never knew you needed. Okay. It exists. <laughs> we'll see what it's like when it comes out, because I'm sure Ward will hit the street very quickly. Mm, as it usually does. As it usually does. Moving on. Moving on. Ah, at Computex, AMD has announced some new stuff. Okay. Uh, they introduced, where is it here, uh, Navi GPUs now, but they've been uh, working on a 7 nanometer node uh will be called the Radeon 5000 series not to the company's 50th anniversary uh the RX 5700 series pricing clock speed and pricing were all to be decided so that's very little information about the, about that new graphics chipset uh the one though that it's got everyone's attention though is the uh the CPU side is where things get interesting because they have announced five new SKUs for uh, the Ryzen lineup of CPUs with the third gen Ryzen CPUs. Uh, there's going to be, a, there's a, I think, two uh, Ryzen 5s, there's two Ryzen 7s, and then there is the Ryzen 9. Uh, the Ryzen uh, 7 3800X is going to be an 8 core, uh, 16 thread, and the. I forget, the Ryzen 9 3900X, I think, is 12 cores. Uh, 24 threads is what I think is. I don't think they jumped to the 16 just yet with that, but it's still uh, that one, the Ryzen 9 chip, $500 for a CPU, competes directly against the 9900K from Intel, and the 9900K is twice the price, even though this one's $500. It, the 9900K is like 
upper 900s dollar range and it smokes it from all words so getting real interesting in the uh, competition space for that i'm actually very excited for this and the part that shocked me though was that what that what does not shock me though is that it's a it comes with a new chipset board so the motherboard needs to be upgraded as well to work with third gen so it's going to be uh the uh, the x570 platform is what i think they said or something to that effect some sort of 570 platform i forget what the exact you know numerical wording is uh but the um the key though is that it's still on the am4 chipset that's the part that I was really shocked by. So AM4 chipset still a lower wattage than this than the uh, than its competitor. It's still on a uh, 105 watt TDP. So that's actually shocking. They're really making huge strides on the on the uh, CPU front. Uh, not really going to get into the exact you know more dirty gritty details and what have you because I'm almost putting Dark Eye to sleep as it is right now. Uh, but yeah, it's actually really exciting what they're uh, what they're working towards with this one. It's uh, it looks promising. Yeah, I don't know if I'm gonna do a Ryzen nine or the the thirty eight hundred X or the thirty nine hundred X for my next computer or not. I don't. To be fair, I don't really need the uh, the you know all those cores and threads for what I use it for. But do you need all the gigaflops? Definitely. And oh. all the Terra jiggers. <laughs> and the giga whips. And the who's he what's it's. Hmm, definitely. Uh, yeah, so there's that. They're definitely, I don't know. I think Intel at this point in time should start panicking because they're definitely more than in the rearview mirror. They're passing them at this point. Uh, it's going to be interesting when these actually hit the street to see what they uh, what the actual real-world performance of these are going to be, but it looks promising as it stands right now. And that is all we can really say about that right now. So, moving on. So, the uh, Oya... Officially, is going to be shut down next month, to a certain extent. I thought it was already. No. Well, no, <laughs> When's the last time we heard about mm. this? So the uh, you know it was the Kickstarter the Kickstarter uh, you know success story that launched in 2013, raised over eight and a half million dollars, will have its game store shut down on June 25th, 2019. Uh, the um, it'll be uh, they'll be shutting down the store. Uh, so you will be able to play uh, games via the Oya platform until uh, June 25th, 2019. Uh, once it has been shut down, access to the Discover section will no longer be available. Games downloaded that appear in play may still function if they do not require a purchase validation upon launch. Contact the game developer for further confirmation. Right. So if it requires you know purchase validation upon launch then it won't function anymore once the store shuts down mm -hmm. so there's that there is that if anyone's ever curious as to why i am resisting the all digital future this is here's it. <laughs> another example yep uh so again it's uh aggressive mm. and you know it's a thing but yeah, June twenty uh, fifth. I don't know how many people are actually still actively using their Oyas, but uh, might want to take note and play while you got it. Yep. Because there's no word as to whether or not if you're you know, like if you can figure out that information in advance or not. If 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 your games that you play on it require purchase authentication, if they don't, I'd imagine they'll still work just fine. Hopefully, developers will patch that out before the store shuts down. Hopefully. One can hope. Yeah, and I don't think there's much else to say about that. Do you have anything? Not really. Alrighty then, and that is the news. 
Like I said, there's not much going on out there. Which not for a whole lot. Pre E three show, that's actually not bad. Mm. What happens in the next week? Who knows? Everything might leak. It's true. It's entirely possible. Uh, I think before the show, we decided that this is a forum show, but I think we decided it would be best to let it cook for another two weeks and then go over it after E3. Yes. So, yeah, if you haven't yet posted up in the forums, get to that. There's only three responses as of right now. And, uh, yeah, I don't, is there anything else for that? I don't think so. And now we are on off to the first look. Hmm. Alrighty, first look. What do you got? There is something that I wanted to discuss real briefly, but I'll let you go first. Sure. So, I uh, heard that Epic Games is having a mega sale, with or without certain developers' permission, but one way or the other, it's happening. <laughs> That's interesting. And, uh, oh yeah, did you not hear about that? No, I didn't hear about that. That sounds uh, oh, yeah, the, exciting. Uh, the, the Epic Mega Store sale, a lot of developers didn't know it was happening. <laughs> Way to go, Epic. Because uh, Epic is well, making sure that the developers still get the full price paid to them. But now there's an imbalance between Epic and Steam, which is what I guess the goal was all along. Because okay. now games are more expensive on Steam than they are on Epic. Awesome. Well, here's yeah. the thing: is like, how could someone well, like there was so much negative will against Steam that when all of a sudden the Epic Store came, everyone was like, "Yes, finally!" And now everything they can possibly do to screw themselves over. I know. From this giant push of people, finally a competitor, and they just every step of the way they gotta they gotta <laughs> keep stepping on their own feet and biting their tongue. Yep. So uh, one such game that is on the Epic Store. That got caught up in this sale. I don't know if their devs are... I don't. I honestly haven't heard whether these specific devs are okay with it or not, but uh, I got the game for 8 bucks. It's normally 25 on Steam. I'm okay with this plan. Alright, quick editor's note. I'm recording the show the day after. It's Friday, May 31st. Interesting note. We didn't check this before the show or while we were recording, but... Oxygen Not Occluded was bought by Dark God on the Epic Game Store. However, as of right now, May 31st, it is no longer available on the Epic Game Store. So, as far as their feelings on the sale, I think, well, actions speak louder than words. Is uh, Oxygen Not Included? It is a survival simulation that went on Steam Early Access in February 2017. It is still in Early Access as of now. Uh, they push out major patches like every month or every couple of months. Uh, really attentive devs. It was uh, developed and published both by Cly Entertainment. Uh, this game is interesting. This game is extremely interesting. I've seen a lot of people play it, but until you play it yourself, it's hard to grasp just how complicated this game actually is. Like, holy shit. <laughs> so basically what happens is you load up a new game, it randomly generates a world for you, or you can input your own custom parameters if you so choose. You can input your own custom seed if you so choose. And uh, it generates a world for you. You get to start out with three people in your colony, which are called duplicates. Uh, you can cycle between different ones. They have different attributes, different traits. Some are definitely better to have than others. Uh, each duplicate starts off with one negative trait and one positive trait. Uh, they could have multiple positive traits. They could have multiple negative traits. But normally there's at least one of each. And uh, 
there are certain things as well that those traits allow them to do or not do. Like some things allow them, it's like, oh, this person is really good at cooking or this person refuses to cook. So you kind of got to balance yourself out on that. And uh, so you spawn into a randomly generated world. You start off in a small little cave and hope for the best, basically. <laughs> so the point of the game is basically just to keep these people alive and try to make it to the surface of wherever the hell you are. It's not really established uh, where you are or how you got so far underground. But uh, sometimes you will spawn with... like Normally the spawn area is fairly nice or it's a nice even temperature. Uh, there's normally at least one or two big water pockets nearby. There's normally a good m number of food sources just kind of growing naturally around you. But beyond that, you're pretty much on your own. So you have to find food, find water, make sure they don't run out of oxygen because that happens very quickly. And uh, keep the little dudes alive, basically. It's kind of like Factorio in that there's a million different research chains. And if you prioritize something that you probably shouldn't early on, there's a fair chance everyone will die very quickly. It's one of those games where, like, you're always preparing for the next big thing to go wrong, is the best way I can describe it. Because there's always something right around the corner that if it starts to go bad, it goes real bad real quick. Whereas, like, if your oxygen levels start dropping, or if your water levels start going down, or if you don't have enough food to feed everyone... Uh, there's a lot of things that can happen. They can get sick very easily. If you are just exploring kind of unhinged, you can run into caves that have a lot of germs. So you can run into wild animals. Uh, you can run into polluted oxygen. You can run into polluted water, which will also make them very sick and potentially could die from illness. Uh, if you don't build them bathrooms quick enough, they will just pee on the floor, which will then contaminate the oxygen in their starting area, which can spread very quickly. Uh, there are certain pathogens that if one person gets sick, they start coughing, which will then infect your whole base, and your whole base will suddenly be overrun with bacteria. It, there's a lot that can go wrong in this game, basically. And uh, it, Let me guess. It's one of those games where while you're playing it, it feels... Uh, you're, you're kind of going, but then on the second thought, when after the fact, you're like, wait, that happened way faster than I thought it did? Probably, yeah. yeah. The pace while you're playing it doesn't seem as frantic as it is when you actually take a step back and look at it, is what I'm mm -hmm. getting at. Yeah, basically, because uh, I've been watching a lot of tutorial videos to just try to get a grasp on what to do in the first ten minutes. And uh, there's a guy on YouTube that I found, I forget his username offhand, but uh, he has a bunch of different tutorials on Oxygen not included, where he said, you know, first thing to do is build toilets because you don't want them to, you know, because as these things are happening all in real time, you can go by day cycles, and your first day you have to at least have a full bathroom set up because by the end of the first day, going into the second day, they will appear on the floor and you will start to get potentially polluted water and polluted oxygen, all sorts of this, that, and the other thing. So it's like he said his usual goal is to like set up the bathrooms on the first day and then if you have time start setting up a bedroom. Then if you have time after that start uh, you know, get research going. You know, if you have time after that start uh, you know, exploring a little bit here and there, start gathering food, make sure you get your water set up. And uh, there's a lot that needs to happen very, very quickly, otherwise things will go real bad real quick. 
But it is an interesting game. It's extraordinarily detailed. It reminds me a lot of Factorio in that way, actually. Yeah. Where it's <laughs> Which like, gets me interested. Yeah, it is, I think you would really like this game. It's, it's supremely detailed in that, you know, one thing leads to the other, leads to the other, where you start off with just a basic research table, and then from there you can build a supercomputer, which then unlocks more research that you can do, where you can start learning how to farm, you can start learning how to make medicine, you can start learning how to make more advanced technologies, you can start learning how to, like, do more thorough sanitation control, you can do, like, you know, you can teach them how to, like, clean the bathrooms more effectively, you can teach them how to make compost piles so they can then recycle their waste into dirt and, you know, just a whole bunch of things. And they're like, oh, my God, because there's also not even just, you know, the bacteria aspect and teaching them things, but there's also temperature to take into consideration. Like your starting area is very temperate, but the more you explore up or down, it starts getting hotter or colder or left to right. It starts getting there are fluctuations in temperature and things can happen if things get too hot or if things get too cold. Uh, certain food sources require you to be at a certain temperature. Like, you know, you can only grow certain foods in, like, hot climates. You can only store certain things in cold climates, otherwise they'll go bad, etc., etc. Like, oh my god, there's a lot to this game. And you've only just started playing this? I've only just started playing this. Like, there's a million and one things I still don't know about this game. Because like the because uh, your initial power source is you can build a treadmill for your duplicates to run on, which then you can put that electricity into batteries, and then I think the next step up is cold generation. But you have to very be very particular about where you put that because the cold generator, uh, the guy in the tutorial said that it's better to put it as high as possible because it creates a lot of heat. So you have to be careful on where you place that and make sure there's nothing around it that can be negatively affected by the heat. Uh, there's also a finite amount of oxygen in your starting base. You can make little machines that'll make more oxygen, but they only do like tiny amounts at a time. And as your duplicates live in this environment day to day, more and more carbon dioxide will build up because of their breathing. And you have to then make pits in the ground for that to kind of fall into because the carbon dioxide is heavier than the oxygen. So it'll automatically just kind of filter down to the lowest point in your base. But it'll constantly be rising and rising and rising. And there's also, there's pockets of like chlorine gas you can run to. There's pockets of uh, hydrogen you can run into. Uh, you can use those for certain things, but they're not breathable. So you have to be careful on how you handle those. Because if you un accidentally bump into one of those pockets and all of a sudden that gas comes into your base, that could cause a lot of problems. So it's like it's super, super involved this game, but it's a lot of fun so far. I'm really enjoying it. It's just a lot to learn. Holy yeah. shit. So you're, what you're saying is that you've just jumped into the deep end. I've just jumped into the deep end, basically. Awesome. This is one of those games where it's like, if shit starts to go wrong... You, there's a fair chance you might as well just start over because it's hard to pull it back once it starts mm. going down that hill. And it goes sideways very quickly. It goes sideways very quickly. Like the uh, your little portal thing in the middle where your duplicates come out of, every once in a while it'll light up and you have the option to bring a new person into the community. But by doing that, you also have to take into consideration how much food you have and how much more food is going to be used. You have to take into consideration your oxygen levels, how much more oxygen is going to be consumed. 
Like, there's one point in time where it's like, you think you have a lot of food, and then you introduce one more person, and all of a sudden, like, two, three cycles later, you're in a food crisis. And you have to suddenly try to find as much food as possible just to make up for that difference. Like, if you don't calculate it correctly. So, yeah, there's... There's a lot. <laughs> yeah, a lot so, can go wrong. A lot can go wrong, but you're enjoying it. I am enjoying it. It's a fascinating game. It's got a very unique art style. It's very nice to look at. Uh, kind of like with Factorio, it's super detailed in just the art style because like you can zoom in super close to these. Uh, they're not sprites. They're more just like drawings, but you can zoom in super close to them, and like every little bit of the thing is like fully animated. And there's a whole bunch of small details on each individual you know, piece of art for this game. So it's really, really nice. And it's also interesting, too, with the zoom-in, is that you can zoom in a certain ways, you can zoom out a certain ways, and the actual, like, bass sounds and, like, the music will become louder or softer depending on how zoomed in you are. Yeah, that's very much like Factorio as well. It is. This comparison is getting me interested. I think, I honestly this. think you would really like this game. I would honestly like you to try this, if only for the fact that then we can start figuring things out together. Because mm. there's a lot here, and I think well, no, that it would be really cool. <laughs> you want me to start figuring things out because you know how I figure things out on Factorio. and. Well, no, I'm figuring things out just fine, but I want to see how long you last at your first base, because mine lasted like five minutes. <laughs> awesome. So you're liking it, though? Mm, you also, the one thing I would say about this game that is kind of... Slight detriment, but not really, is that you do have to kind of babysit your duplicates sometimes because they can be really stupid sometimes. Like earlier on one of my saves, I uh, I was off working on something on another part of the base, and all of a sudden I get an alert off in the corner being like, uh, suffocation. And I was like, who the hell is suffocating? All of a sudden I go down to the far end of the map, and there's one of my little dudes had fallen into a pool of water and couldn't climb back out. So I had to quickly build a ladder for him to get him the fuck out of there before he drowned. And I was just like, dude, what are you doing? How did you get down there? Oh my god. They can be really dumb sometimes, but... So you do kind of gotta babysit them a little bit, but it's not too bad. Like, I've seen worse in other games. Hmm. The uh, But for a first look, though, you think that should be good enough? Oh yeah, that's about all I can say. There's so yes. much more that I've yet to even begin to understand speaking of stupid ai mm. games the uh the game that i've been playing uh in the last two weeks i've been having i've been on a kick of uh, I, I talked about this already on the cross pulse but i've been on a kick of going back to some games i haven't played in a few years played portal 2 that was that's always great if you've never played that game you need oh to get God. to portal that Portal 2 is phenomenal it's so the game good. is astonishing how good that is it's unreal the game that i've really been pl- playing a lot though is uh city skylines you know, and they're thinking about dumb AI, the traffic, the AI that dictates the traffic and how they pattern themselves through the city. It's just, oh, wow. That's bad. You've got to, you have to have a mod on and babysit them the entire way just to increase, to keep flow maximized through your city. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the traffic manager, presidential edition is the mod that you, you pretty much need. You have to have in order to play that game to any semblance of, you know, success. Uh, but I'm loving it though. But the thing is, is that I, a YouTuber that I'm checking out who also plays a lot of City Skylines, uh, his name is, I believe his YouTube channel is uh, Biffa Plays Indie Games, I think is the full name of his channel. He does a lot of City Skylines. Uh, he's done Satisfactory as well and a couple mm-hmm. other things. Uh, the thing is, one of the challenge maps that he did for City Skylines was like a no traffic challenge where to try to ban as many vehicles off the road as possible. The problem, though, is when I watched it, though, it was interesting challenge, but he he put too many... 
Uh, there are too many obstacles in the way. There's too many uh, variables, I think is the right word I'm looking for, uh, in that he, he was using another one of his challenge maps where he built a city using only one road. So it's one long snaking road that went throughout the map and just, you know, snakes through the hills and what have you. And the problem with that is like, okay, all your cervix vehicles have to go all the way to the end of this very long, you know, several mile long road and then come back, but just to make a full loop. So it takes, so they're soaking up time that way. And then the other thing is that he had the, uh, the money on. So he had to also be making money at the same time. There's just a lot of different factors working against him. And I was just curious if I could do it, uh, with let with uh, without those factors in place so i'm in the middle right now of a run of uh no traffic run using similar set you know uh, similar uh rule set that he has using traffic manager presidential edition uh, i've uh, banned a lot of cars and heavy trucks off the road and so far it's way more successful than i thought it would be i'm actually it's i'm, I'm like five and a half thousand people in this city they're all either walking or biking or using metro or buses i've got a lot of metro and buses and it's so far, I'm doing way better than I thought I would. It, I did, <laughs> I did kind of like an offset grid kind of thing going on, uh, and you know, money, money is infinite right now. So I'm just plopping. I have ever all the milestones are have been or everything's unlocked uh, as far as progression wise. So I, you know, grabbed a high end power plant, threw that down. So everything is, I've got all the services I need, and I'm just seeing how, it, you know, far I can push it. I'm running into interesting challenges that you wouldn't ex normally expect during a normal city. There's almost no demand for industry, <laughs> which is which is bizarre to me because all the shops, all the high-end shops, I'm having to reduce the amount of high-end commercial zoning I have because when I put them in, they then complain that, A, the, the unemployment is like 60%, but no one's working there. So they, they're complaining they don't have enough workers. And then the other thing is that they don't have enough stuff to sell because there's no industry. But industry is not demanded. It's very bizarre. It's acting in a weird way. And I don't quite – It's it obviously is due to the fact that I've banned the traffic in the manner that I have. But it's – like I said, I have 5,500 people right now. Everything else is going quite smoothly. I'm actually shocked it's going as well as it is. It's actually an interesting challenge. Mm. Playing it in an odd way is, is – it's, it's different. It's a change of pace. Yeah, definitely. You run into different, you know, you know, issues and what mm. have you. Like I'm also using, I've got several mods on right now. Yeah, but one of the yeah. other mods that I have on that I might have, to, like, I'm gonna try a couple other tricks before I go to this one. But then there's also, it's called Demand Master, where you can actually click on the RCI uh, and then forcefully uh, increase the demand for uh, for industry and then fix the value so that it actually forces the game to build industry. I may have to do that, but I'm going to wait before I do that. I want to try a couple other things, but it's just it's way more success, which is good because I spent the last two days setting up this map to get all the services in place and get everything going and then letting people in. Yeah. And, and there's no connection to the outside highway. It's just it literally the highway comes in and then it immediately turns around and goes right back out. Mm -hmm. So people literally have to drive their car in, park, get out, and then just their car vanishes. And then <laughs> they walk over to the subway. It's hysterical to watch. That's good. Like, so there's the only traffic in the city itself are service vehicles like police, fire, garbage, uh, buses, what have you. So traffic is great. <laughs> it's an amazing, tra amazingly well-flown flowing city right now. So nice. But yeah, it's uh, there's different challenges. It's it's interesting. I'm having a good time with it. Mm. Which again, which is way good because I was I was expecting it to be a complete failure <laughs> and be like, well, that was you know two and a half days waste. No, right now I'm like, ooh, I want to get back there and try other things. See if I can't get this thing going more. Yeah, it's, definitely. I, it's it's going better than I thought it would be. So I'm having fun mm. with that. Uh, and that's the only thing I got for that. Um. As far, like I said, for me, for games moving forward, 
I uh not sure until Mario Maker 2 comes out. Mm. Not really sure what other new games I'm going to be playing. Yeah. But uh yeah. And uh just one quick side note here, something I actually didn't realize Clay Entertainment is the same dev team that made Don't Starve. I actually didn't know that. The dev team oh, behind Clay. Oxygen not included. Yeah. Yeah, Clay Entertainment. Same dev team that made uh the game Don't Starve, which I actually had no idea. That's awesome. Yeah, and I don't believe there's anything else for that for at least for first looks go. Mm. Uh, final thoughts? Final thoughts. Alright, final thoughts. Who's got what? Mm. Not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. Uh, our final thoughts, we haven't actually been watching, uh, we've been chugging along with Inuasha. Mm-hmm. I uh, haven't gotten to more of that. We've instead supplemented that with some Jacksepticeye. Yeah, uh, Jack just recently put out a playthrough of a new game by Studio No Code, which is the studio that made Stories Untold. Uh, their newest game called Observation. Fascinating game, that. I Ooh, highly yes. encourage people to watch a playthrough of that. It's uh, It's unique. It is exceptionally unique. It's so well made. It is. Uh, the final cutscene needs a little bit of jank removed. <laughs> yeah, the final cutscene was the only thing in the whole game that was like actually kind of glitchy. But, but it wasn't even like a bad glitchy. It was just a it we're clipping kind of through funny. the world glitchy. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, we clipped through the ground. Now we can see through the bottom to nothingness. It oh, was kind of funny. And all of a sudden we'll have a cutscene in front of a tree. And then all of a sudden when the thing continues, oh, oh we'll suddenly pop it back into the <laughs> middle of the pathway again. It was kind of like, funny. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, for... for a game like that, it's not the worst thing that happened, but kind of a bad timing. Kind of bad timing, yeah. Then again, I don't know if they would have fixed that, because I don't know when that game is officially coming out. Jack got an early copy of it, mm. so that might have just been an early build that he got. It might have not been the that's, final build. That's true as well. Yeah, so we'll see. But uh, absolutely fascinating game. Absolutely interesting uh just the concept of what you're playing as and what you have to do to progress. Something that you don't really see in a lot of games. So definitely encourage people to check that one out. We watched uh, Jacksepticeye's playthrough. I know a couple others have started doing playthroughs as well, though. We're waiting for Mark to do a playthrough. I'm waiting for Mark to do one. Yeah, I don't know if he's home from Texas yet or not. But I'm sure people are going to be telling him to play this one. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, there's that, um, like I said, we're probably going to get back to Inuasha at some point. Yep. And then the only other thing, though, is that I've actually seen, I haven't talked about it in forever because it's been that long. Mm-hmm. It's kind of just been on the back burner. I just haven't gotten to it. The other week or the other couple of days ago, I got to, uh, watch another episode of Zombieland Saga. It's just, uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's not grabbing me. Yeah. And it's like I said during that thing, it's like, I've officially come to the decision that I'm just going to drop the show because it's like, I got so much to watch. Yeah, that's fair. If it's not grabbing me, then I'm not going to force myself to continue. It just, mm. I don't know what it is. That yeah. first performance was just, the CG is really janky. <laughs> oh, for all those out there that cry and moan about how Love Live, oh, the CG is so bad. No, it's very passable by comparison. <laughs> I, newsflash, Zombieland Saga CG is, the dance sequences are, whew, that was rough. <laughs> Uh, and I don't know what I'm getting to next after that, but uh, like I said, uh, two weeks, less than a week and a half from now is going to be a week from this Monday is going to be the E3 show. Mm, yes. Uh, when we're doing the press conference day show on that Monday is still to be decided. We'll figure that out when we get there. Yep. Uh, and uh, other than that, then, yeah, two weeks from uh, this 
show uh, is going to be the uh, – wait, not July. Where are we? There we are right there. Okay, so the 10th is that Monday. Uh, sometime Monday afternoon we'll be doing that show. And then that following Thursday, the 13th, is when our next show is. Yep. The post-E3 show where one of the stranger E3s we've ever seen is going to have concluded by then and we'll have uh, thoughts and opinions on that. It'll be really interesting to see how things go this year. Yeah, I'm very much interested in seeing how this goes. Mm. A lot of things can happen. I th- Microsoft has a lot to lose. You know, like the, the the freaking you know the road is open. They, exactly. They, you know, they've got a couple other. There's you know Bethesda and, and there's uh, Ubisoft and there's a couple others, but it's like they're the only super big one there. Yep. So <laughs> it'll be interesting though. Oh yeah. And I believe Microsoft is the one going on first at uh, on that Sunday. Yeah, it'll be something to behold. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything else for final thoughts? Not really. I don't either. I think we're pretty much done at this point. I think so. Quick show. Very quick show. Holy crap. Mm. Uh, yeah, I don't believe there's much else. So we might as well just end it while we're there. Mm. So yeah, uh, we'll be seeing you all uh, in uh, a week from this Monday for the E3 show. And by then, we'll uh, have a better idea as to how it's going. <laughs> All right, yep, so, so we will see you later. Yep, all right, so until next time, don't choke the chocobo. Bye. See you later, and bye now.